0: It is time to uh, take a closer look at things from the eyes and mind of a coach. Someone who's lived it, breathed it, eaten it, puked it, and everything else. Zach Willis, first and ten with coach Zach Willis. Welcome in, sir. How are you? I'm doing
1: good, man. It's a big game week.
0: It is big game week. This is what, really, if you ask me, College football should end after this week. I mean, I know we got the playoffs and all that stuff, but there's nothing better. There's nothing that tops the rivalry game. Anything else that happens is just icing on the cake. But this is the game, whether it's here, uh, Florida, Florida State, Auburn, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State. I mean, let's face it. This is the one game, these three hours, they live with you for the next uh, 365 days, right? More than anything else.
1: Yes, they do. They live with you for the rest of your life if you're involved in them, I promise you that.
0: Well, I remember the story when Todd Ellis and Rodney Williams were playing quarterback mm-hmm. for their respective teams. There was a story on the two of them, and one of them, it might have been Todd, was quoted as saying that they, he and Rodney, knew that for three hours on that Saturday, those two were the most important people in the state of South Carolina. The quarterbacks were the most important people on the ground in the state of South Carolina for those three hours, and it really is. I mean, whether you're at the game, somewhere, wherever you happen to be, you're paying attention to what's happening at Williams-Brice Stadium.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if you grow up in that state, as I did, um, I was thinking you, you had the advertisement for this funeral home. I remember a guy, huge Gamecock fan back in my hometown when Jerry Butler caught the pass to beat Carolina and Mark D'Antonio was covering him. <laughs> uh, he and I talked about that a lot. But, uh, he had a heart attack. This fan had a heart attack and never recovered from it. Really? Um, Elderly gentlemen. I mean, it goes that deep. You know that feel. I mean, um, on both sides. And it's a great rivalry. and. Uh, I'm like a little kid every week. This comes on and getting to be a part of this show to me, there's nothing better. Nothing I'd rather be doing.
0: Now, it was Mark Dantonio, or was it Curtis Boyd? And unfortunately, I know Mark,
1: Coach D, coach D says he made a mistake. I don't uh. know what it was. <laughs> he, uh, we'll let Curtis Boyd take the blame, but he told our entire team the year we won the Big Ten championship. Coach Dale Evans had come up there, who was his position coach. And, of course, that's how I got to Michigan State was through that pipeline. Mm-hmm. And um, he, we had an entire talk about it, about rivalry games, I think maybe before we played Michigan or Notre Dame, both of which we won. Um, but he talked about that game and Jerry Butler laying out and catching that pass from Steve Fuller um, and how, how heartbreaking it was to him. It was, it was interesting to talk to because I did not realize that till I was sitting in the room in the team meeting room with all these you know, guys that went on to play in the NFL for Michigan State and won a championship, and he went back to his playing days in Columbia and still really loves South Carolina.
0: Yeah, no question about that. I mean, I, I remember his playing days. And his name's come up often when South Carolina's been looking for a coach. I always tease Rick Sanford because there are pictures, of course, that show the, the catch. It was a fabulous play, 1977. Oh, what yeah. a ball game. Jerry Butler makes the catch in the end zone. And uh, Rick was caught kind of in the picture. I've always picked at him about getting beat. But he's always the first one to say, that wasn't my man. I was just caught in the picture. I was running over there to help. It was, you know, He, he would say it was Curtis Boyd, I think. But uh, anyway, let's talk about where things stand now coming off the weekend. Both get home wins. Both are perfect in November. Uh, both have a lot of confidence. South Carolina's at home. Clemson's the favorite. I don't know. How do you assess this one? Well, I
1: mean, here's what you look at. Last week's games, we couldn't ask for better ball games, first of all. And I I know you want to talk about Clemson-Carolina, but South Carolina found a way to win, and Clemson found a way not to beat themselves, allowed North Carolina to beat themselves and just took over and let their talent do the talking at the end of the game. I felt like both formulas were on display for each team to win. Clemson can't have costly turnovers. Kudnick got away with an interception because there's a late hit on him at one point in the ballgame that really turned that ballgame around. He can't make those plays against South Carolina because Spencer Rattler's not going to do that back for you. Um, Clemson can't beat themselves, and South Carolina cannot uh, come out flat. I don't think they will, but they can't play around and go up and down like they did against Kentucky. Clemson has too much talent, and they've got DBs that can cover – Leggett, they can at least double him up and be effective. Kentucky couldn't touch him. Uh, as good a wide receiver as we've seen at South Carolina, again, I'll say it since Sterling Sharp, And um, Rattler is as good a passer as maybe ever. You know, uh, One of the best college footballs seen in a long time. But, again, their offensive line has to hold up on the defensive front, maybe in all of college football. It's definitely, you can argue they are, because they're deep, and they've been great all year long. There's been no inconsistency. With their front seven and their back four are playing great right now. So Carolina has to be consistent to have a chance to win this football game. They do have an edge in the kicking game field. Mm-hmm. And we know this. And that could be it could come down to that. Because last year I felt like the talent gap was wider. And the biggest thing is South Carolina knows how to beat Clemson. They know they can do it now. You know, as good and talented as Clemson is, they, they ended the streak. Uh, uh, not just the Palmetto Bowl streak, but Clemson's home game win streak in dramatic fashion last year. Clemson's got to put South Carolina away. I don't know if they can, if they're fumbling the ball, which they've done all year long and even did in this past ball game. They overcame it with tremendous effort and great execution down the stretch. It's going to come down to that, and there's a lot of ifs in there, but this is a kind of football game, as you know, you can throw the records out, and one thing I will say, We have two of the most resilient coaches, the most positive, the most gifted at pumping confidence into their players, even mid game when things look bad. Look at what Shane Beamer did against Kentucky. I thought they were getting ready. They were down for the count. I literally told you that. And they got up off the mat and won that game. Hemingway and Eamon Worry on defense. Hemingway came out of nowhere in the fourth quarter, was dominant in that that fourth quarter. And Eamon Worry played like a beast all night long. So The big players made plays. Is it going to be enough for Carolina? I think Clemson has to fumble this thing or intercept this thing away or lose it in special teams, but we've seen them do that. And we've seen South Carolina force that, and South Carolina is due for a huge upset. They had several last year, and they're playing at home. There's a lot of factors, and it should be a great game.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. First and ten with Zach Willis here on Sports Talk. Looking forward to Carolina and Clemson coming up on us uh, Saturday night at williams Bryce Stadium. And, uh, Coach, you talked about uh, going on the road from a Clemson perspective and playing in that atmosphere and the like. I think one of the big factors that may help South Carolina out is the home field advantage and playing in front of that crowd. And Kate Klubnik never having faced an environment quite like what he's going to see on Saturday. <laughs> if you're the Clemson offensive staff, how do you try and settle him in? And how big a component could the run game be? Maybe taking some of that heat off of him, having to play against that USC crowd.
1: Well, I think that South Carolina has to make Kate Klubnik beat them. They can't let Moffa get going. And let, let 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 Shipley roll because it'll will it, it'll kill them. They'll take control of the game. And that's how they keep Rattler and the big plays off the field for South Carolina. Um, so that's that's the game plan. I know Dabo wants to run the football. He wants to play field position. Uh, I love the philosophy they're using to win games right now. South Carolina's got to crowd that box, and even Worry and those DBs have to show up, which I think they will. Um, and then we'll see how Club Nick handles it because. And the big thing is this is one game field where Carolina's fans won't leave at halftime of the third quarter, which hmm. some of them, not all of them, say about maybe 10% like to leave and go to the parking lot. That won't be happening this time. And, and they're going to be on Clemson from that game, the first part of the game to the things over with if they do what they're supposed to do and Carolina's in the ball game. I think the running game for Clemson is a massive deal. And if they can stop it, they've got a huge chance to take advantage and, and pull another big upset.
0: Zach, let, let's stay with that Clemson running game. Take us inside the headset, if you would, assistant coach, head coach, coordinator, talking to each other. How does that game plan work? We Any football fan has seen their team, quote, get away from the run. They, they might be having success, and then you look up, and it's been two drives yeah. since their running pick has touched the football how who's talking to whom in the headset to make sure you stick with the running it
1: well i think first your offensive line coaches the offensive linemen always love to run football um because they can get physical they're not you know in pass protection they have to be passive and a little bit on the defensive run they get to attack the guys on the other side of the ball knock them around the biggest thing you look at is you want to create leverage inside the box, and what the box is, between the tight ends, the men on the line of scrimmage, not the wide receivers, but the blockers up front, the defense is not putting enough men in there to, you know, outnumber the offense. You want to run the football any any chance you get. And if you look at South Carolina, if they're crowding that box, Clemson has to find a way, and that means putting a bunch of guys in the line of scrimmage, walking up in there and blitz, and Clayton Watts has done a great job of having guys stand up. Remind me a little bit of Joe Lee Dunn when he was at South Carolina and Mississippi State, messing up the assignments for the offensive line. Um, but every chance you get to run the ball or throw screen passes or run draws, short passes can be as effective, and Dow Loggins has said this for South Carolina, as they run. Clemson is so physical in their run game. They can wear worn North Carolina down. And North Carolina's got a heck of a team. They showed that, how much talent they have. But that's the big thing is is Dabo, in my opinion, he did it against Notre Dame. If you go back and watch Notre Dame, once they got control of the game, really not in true control, but they had a touchdown lead. They pinned Notre Dame deep. They kept them there. Their defense threw it out of them a number of times. They could not get out of their own end of the field. And they just pounded them with the run game and let the clock run out once they had a lead. And I think the same approach, if they can do it, they'll do it. The last four minutes of the first half, if they can get the ball, they'll they'll defer and they'll take open kickoff and try to drive it again. And, and then you got a ten point swing to get a field goal at the end of the first half. Their goal is to have a fourteen point swing, and sort of be like a knockout punch back in their national championship, you know, in, in final four years. Um, that's the plan for him. Field position. And everything revolves around that running game and wearing down a Carolina defense that's a little bit banged up right now. Their whole team's banged up, um, and Carolina stopped that. You know, are they? Is Hemingway going to be able to show up and do what he did the other night? Kentucky, it's going to be tough because Clemson has a one-two punch that's probably the best in the country. How healthy they are? If Shipley's 100, he certainly looked it at the end of the North Carolina game. Um, catching the ball, running the ball, and Moffa coming in, just being Moffa. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough, but that's what you look for. Look at how many people South Carolina puts up on the line of scrimmage to try to stop the run, especially on first on, on, on first down. That's going to be a huge down in this ball game. And if South Carolina can do that and slow them, force them to throw it, then things swing back to more even up. If Clemson can run it consistently, it's going to be tough for Carolina
0: couple more moments with Zach Willis first and 10 talking about the big showdown between the Gamecocks and the Tigers coming up Saturday at this stage of the season, 11 games in, you're pretty much what your record says you are right. You can't, it's hard to remake yourself. We really don't know how good South Carolina is considering the opponents they have faced. That was a good win over Kentucky caught them at the right time. And Clemson has certainly stepped it up and improved, uh, improve their status and they can really make the strong argument that they're a few plays away here and there from having a much better much better record and so the question is you know which team are we going to see from which team on Saturday night (coughs) excuse me uh, you know which team can um, maybe try to uh, eliminate the things that kind of put them in this situation I guess in Clemson's case it's the turnovers and in Recent history of this series, when South Carolina has beaten Clemson, the Tigers have aided the Gamecock cause quite a bit. It's in their head, A, that they've been they've been fumbling and turning the ball over with regularity this season, and it's in their head that it happens a lot in this series. So if you're Dabo Sweeney, what do you do? Well, you
1: have to obviously – you stick with your fundamentals. You build on the positives. Like I said, we got two of the best – Psychologists in the game, as far as getting their kids ready to play, Clemson's biggest deal that I've seen is the red zone turnovers. I mean, if you look at it, and I have not done, a, a, have not kept count, but I mean, the Duke game last week. You know, I mean, they were fumbling. North Carolina did too, but the red zone going in to, you know, score and then turning the ball over is just devastating psychologically to any football team, and. And when you got backs like Will Shipley doing it, who's a super dependable, incredible talent and great great character kid who loves the game, it really rips your heart out. So that's going to be in the back of their mind of How do they respond to that. If it's me, you know, we practice fundamentals. We practice two hands on that ball, and we make sure we're running behind our pads and doing it. Things you were taught in middle league field, and that's mm-hmm. what drives coaches so crazy. And players too, who like Shipley, who's an overachiever, not overachiever, but plays like one with Division One talent. Mafa, these these kids, Clubnik, they're all kind of the same person. And South Carolina's kind of got a mirror mirror team, you know. Carolina's not as talented, but they have the guts and the fight as good as any team they've ever had. I mean, you have to love this team. I think that's why you see people really positive about a five and six football team is because they fought their guts out every game. Clemson's played well except inside the red zone every game. Their defense has played well enough to win every game. Special teams, they've improved great. They had horrible kicking problems early. They're at least average now. So it comes back to focus on doing your job. And with running back, you know, they just have to run as hard as they can and try not to think about not fumbling. And that's – When that gets in your head, it's like kickers missing field goals. It's like having the yips in baseball. I mean, it can really get bad. I feel like they kind of calmed it down. But I think they said it best Saturday. Shipley has to run angry. He has to go in there with an attitude, a chip on his shoulder. And the revenge fighter, let's not forget that, South Carolina won last year. And if there's anything they can seize on there, they'll definitely do it. And, of course, South Carolina, I'm sure, Coach Boomer, we're underdogs in our own stadium. We beat these guys last year. They still don't respect us. And Dabba's going to go back, hey, what are you going to do? They whipped our tails last year. I can hear him right now. It ought to be a heck of a game. I mean, it's got all storylines feel for a great football game, and I'm really hoping it'll be one for the ages. I, I think we got a shot to see a classic, another Jerry Butler-type game, 1977 revisited. and we've had a few of those over the years.
0: Coach, as always, great hearing from you. Hope you and the family have a terrific Thanksgiving holiday. Look forward to talking to you next Monday night. We'll uh, chop it up, as they say, and see how things play out Saturday. And you have a great one. Thanks, as always, for the contribution. Yes, an honor, coach.
1: guys, and looking forward to it. Take care. Thank Thanks, you coach. very
0: much. All right, first and ten, Zach Willis here on Sports Talk. Interesting stuff from him as he shares his thoughts about uh, what could happen and why it would happen if it happens that way on a Saturday night coming.